0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Today... Well, we're gonna talk about a badass of history we're talking about bass reeves now i actually didn't even really know about bass reeves um we kind of reached out to the audience to make suggestions and comments on who would be you know the right guy and and i got actually several recommendations for bass reeves so you know i was like i better dig into this and turns out deputy u.s marshal bass reeves
2: kevin what do you know about this guy yeah well i I didn't know anything about him either um until i started looking him up and reading about him definitely an interesting dude uh born a slave uh first black deputy uh was he a deputy uh marshal
1: i don't know about the first one but he Mm -hmm. was one of the first let's go with that
2: all right first one that
1: a stretch go on yeah
2: So he was born in Texas before Texas. Well, he was born in Arkansas, but as a, as a baby. But it's really to Texas Texas Yeah. Well, it was Paris, Texas is where he was, uh, uh, where he escaped from. Basically he was born a slave and, uh, there's a lot of different stories about how he stopped being a slave, but basically he asked his, uh, his, uh, master George Reeves, Trees, if he yeah. could, if he could like learn or read him, right. And he said, I'm going to teach you something better. I'm going to teach you how to handle a gun. Yes. And so he would practice like day and night with him, And he taught himself to be ambidextrous. So he could use le- both, both his hands. He always carried two uh, cult revolvers later on and used both of them just as nope. easily. Um, and then at some point, <sighs> probably likely that he got into a argument over cards with uh, George Reeves and knocked him unconscious and then just uh, took off. (laughs) Maybe stole his horse, maybe didn't, but he took off and uh, went out to the Indian territories.
1: All right. So went out to the Indian territories. Now that's a thing. So what it was, was basically, The land that was given to the Indians, the territory at the time, the federal government had no jurisdiction over. So basically, if you were a slave, they couldn't and wouldn't come get you if you Mm -hmm. hung out with the Indians. So that was the thing. So a lot of criminals and a lot of former slaves all kind of migrated to this Indian Indian territory. Right. Where there's no U.S. law. Right. Yeah. And the upside to that is one, he learned the territory, but two, he learned to speak five different. He learned to communicate with the five different tribes, whether that's different dialects or five distinct languages, you know, whatever. I don't know. I wasn't there, but bottom line, he, you know, learned to communicate with all the Indians. And that was, that was a big thing. Um, cause it's going to play out later now. He then finds a wife, uh, a, uh, Jenny, Jenny, Nelly, or mm-hmm. Nellie, Jenny, sorry, right. Nellie, Jenny marries her and later goes on to have, I heard, I think it's 11 babies. Now mm-hmm. I actually heard nine sometimes and I heard 11 sometimes, you know, I think once you get after five, like, how do you even remember anymore Right, how you can't babies? even keep track like of that, ever. Yeah. you know, that that's, that's, you know. That's how that stuff goes. But uh, so he once he left the uh, the Indian territory, he actually set up a farm and mm-hmm. was a farmer for about 30 years, and they say quite a successful farmer, and ended up owning a decent amount of land and a decent amount of stuff. So he was mm-hmm. kind of doing all right just doing that, right? But then where's the turn? Where where's the twist? Uh
2: well. <clears throat> He got he got he kind of was the inspiration for the Lone Ranger in a lot of these stories, right? But he ended up going to work for a guy named uh, Judge Isaac Parker. Now Isaac Parker was also known as the the Hanging Judge because he had because he had hung uh, six people all on the same day and got the name after, after that and kind of just kept going with it. Um, so a lot of these guys that 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 Bass Reeves went out after were like if they got captured and went, went to jail they were getting hung they knew that like it wasn't you know it wasn't like oh all right well you know i'll go serve my time and and right. wrap it up but
1: that's the thing though these are this is where the hardened criminals go this isn't the guy who snuck the pack of gum out of the uh you right. know out of right you know he yeah. saw the gum at the end of the counter and took it out of the display now it's not like that these are guys who are like you know fuck the law and i'm gonna do what i want you know this right. is your, the kid types right the crazies
2: right um, right and you always hear about i don't know what the deal is but you never hear about bass reeves but you always hear about billy the kid and buffalo bill and wild bill hickok they i for some reason they're all named bill but all yeah. the bills you hear about you don't hear about the basses well, Bass, but, um,
1: still a a, a B name, you know. So you, you have uh, a theme, all right. <laughs> but I think so. Part of that, right, is because he's a former slave, and they didn't read and write, right? right. That's the thing,
2: right? And uh, you know, he he kind of got his start. Uh, what he was doing was um, whiskey smugglers. Well,
1: hang he was on, after hang on. the whiskey, still. Hang on.
2: oh, go ahead. Yeah. So
1: I was just going to say that. So with a lot of these guys the reason they live in infamy billy the kid and whatever either somebody takes a shine to them and is writing stories about them or they're writing their own story you know remember there was that what is it wild bill Hickok or one of them had that like traveling road show about hey i was a badass right you know, <laughs> a road show about it right. you know or whatever and they you know calamity jane and all them you know they hung out and mm-hmm. you know, whatever so That's the thing. Self-promotion kind of helps you live in infamy. And I don't think Bass Reeves was that guy. He kind of came across as the humble and, you know, a little more reserved guy.
2: Mm -hmm. But like you
1: said, so there was one of the things, the Indian territory, alcohol was illegal. Right. Or whiskey was illegal. I don't know about Mm -hmm. alcohol in general. So I assume that's kind of the go-to. But uh, so
2: what happened? Well, he got... He got, uh, good at figuring out where these guys were traveling, you know, cause you wouldn't travel on the main roads. You, you, you know, try and, uh, take alternate routes to get out there when you're smuggling things, you don't go through all the checkpoints and the towns and everything. Right. So, so he first, uh, started figuring out what roads they were traveling on and wait for him, but you know, he kept nailing all these guys but, you know, you're getting three or four barrels of of whiskey at a time. You're not solving a problem. You know, it's like sticking a finger in a dike. Um, so. So he. Uh, so so he started figuring out who is making it and where they're actually crossing the river and distributing it to different smugglers. Oh, and so Judge Parker uh, got him. You know, the thing with. uh Uh, bass reeves is he always worked alone or with one like posseman he he just hires some guy that knew that area
1: and that kind of fits the whole travel around thing right 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 i gotta say a lot of the marshals that was kind of the mo was Mm -hmm. they would have like a a tracker a a guide with them you know just somebody kind of who was familiar with the area even though mind you that's where he started out as that guy kind of thing right and could speak the languages and navigate with the Indians. But then they would travel with a wagon, a cook, and a tracker. Now, the cook's going to come into play later.
2: But, <laughs> right. Let's, uh, so, anyway, so he would have a guy with him. And, right. So, what happens? And so, so then they started making big busts. Like the guys that were actually producing the whiskey or buying the whiskey to sell it out and actually like put started putting a debt in these. And these uh, big whiskey operations, smuggling operations, you know, it's basically like, uh, you know, catching up with, uh, you know, the head of the 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 mob or, or catching the head of the cartel. Fine. But this pissed a lot of people off. So they started sending him out further and further with more and more warrants, right, at a time. And he couldn't read or write. He was never, never learned how to read or write. So. He would take like stacks of 15, 20 warrants and he would have to just memorize in order the names that were on there so that if he, you know, caught up with somebody, he could take like one out of, you know, six down. That's this guy, you know? So he had a really good memory, but had never, uh, never learned to read or write. And that was probably part of the reason why a lot of the stories are, are unknown. Unknown, right. Now. Right. He did have a trick for,
1: uh, figuring out the warrants though, too, that he kind of now Bass Reeves kind of, they said that he liked disguises and right. you know, it, it's funny, uh, people think, uh, you know, he likes the different, you know, dressing up as whatever, but basically he would, it was pretty much. And I think that's where people tie the Lone Ranger and the mask, you know, it mm-hmm. kind of comes into play. Right, But I think where it kind of comes from, like he would be, oh, like one, it seemed like if anybody ever asked him, hey, are you Bass Reeves? He was always like, no, no, I'm yeah. not that guy.
2: Yeah, he that, wasn't the but, guy
1: that walked into the casino and like right. Bond. James and that's Bond. his master of disguise, though, as far as I could tell. Like yeah. he would, they said that he would act like a homeless drunk guy. And he would right. just kind of lay there, you know, in the uh, bar or whatever, poor,
2: like outlaw. And he would follow in with groups of outlaws. Right. And then and figure out who everybody in. was and put them under arrest. Right. Yeah. And there's a couple stories that'll, you know, we'll
1: kind of talk about that, that kind of will dictate or, you know, explain that a little bit further, but yeah, he used to, you know, kind of be a little sneaky, but anyway, what I was going to say is one of his MOs was he would hand people their own warrant. And he would be like, hey, you know, I can't read. Can you read this to me? Mm-hmm. And they would look at the paper and either start reading it or just stare at it. And while they're looking at it, he would get the drop on them. Mm-hmm. And being like quick draw guy and, you know, his MO, he, you know, he'd really get the jump on a lot of people just through that technique. Yeah. So that that was one of the, you know, I, I don't know that he needed the help reading the warrant. You know, I'm sure he didn't. Cause like mm-hmm. we said, good memory memorized, you know, and I, I'm sure they were like hand drawn pictures at the time, but you know, <laughs> right, whatever.
2: Right. Yeah. Another, uh, you know, another thing that kind of shows how quick he was with, uh, with the quick draw, which, you know, a lot of that stuff, a lot of those stories from the wild West about quick draws and shit, that's all kind of bullshit, but he really was, was quick with his, with his, uh, revolvers. He had two Colt revolvers that he always carried with him. And a Remington rifle. And uh he was out riding looking for uh for a couple of guys that he had warrants for, and and three guys that were wanted for uh um for stealing horses and were involved in a lot of missing people. Um he didn't have warrants for him, but they thought he was coming after them, so they waited for him. And when he came, you know, came up through the trail, they all jumped out and had him you know, had him dead to rights and, uh, they had him, you know, put his hands up and get off his horse and, you know, not go near his, his Colt revolver. So he got down off his horse and he asked him if any of them had a pencil so that he could write the date that he captured him. Smart. <laughs> and they started laughing and he shot all three of them before they, they got him,
1: you know, Hey, that, that's it.
2: You know, mm-hmm. that's
1: that part of his trick. Yeah. There was another one, uh, later in his career, he's, he's going down the road and, uh, the two guys kind of ran up with him and they're like, Hey, you know, we think you're Bass Reeves and we think you might be looking for us. And he's like, no, no, I'm not that guy. That's not me. Mm -hmm. And they were like, no, really? We're, we're pretty sure we're going to, you know what, you're coming with us. And they put him on the horse and they said, we're going to take you into town and we're going to find out, you know, who you are and we're going to get, you know, we're going to get you. And they start going into town and hoping to come across somebody and they don't find anybody. And they're like, you know what? We're tired of carrying this guy. I believe they use some inappropriate language that, you <laughs> use, you know, is what how I read the story. But right. anyway, so they go on and they're like, you know what, dude, we're just going to kill you because we don't have time for this. Do you have any last requests? Because we're just going to shoot you in the head. And he's like, well, you know what? I do have this letter in my bag from my wife. And I can't read and everything. It would be awesome if you could read it to me before I die. So at least I can be thinking of her, you know. And that's, mm-hmm. now there was a little interpretation embellishment there in my part, but uh, that, that was the gist of it. And so the way it works, they, they take the letter and they, they start reading it or looking at it. And sure enough, gets the drop on them and is like, oh, <laughs> you know, you forgot to check if I had a gun or actually. Yeah. The, the way I think I remember it is he actually took it. He, he had big hands. He's big guy. 6'2", yeah. 185.
2: Yeah, he was a big dude for that time out, and
1: place. He grabbed the dude's throat. He starts choking him with both hands. That's the way I read it. Mm-hmm. Then holds his neck with one hand, reaches and grabs the guy's pistol, and shoots the second guy with the pistol, and then takes the one in. It is mm-hmm. how I read the story. So... I'm just saying, you know, over and over again, uh, there was another story where he was after two brothers and he knew they were hanging out at their mom's place. Do you have this story? No, no, no. All right. I haven't so heard they were story. hanging out at their mom's place and he knew where that was, but he couldn't find the guys and he didn't see him around. So he kind of dirtied himself up. He actually left his wagon and his posse guy. And it was like a 20 mile hike. I don't know why, you know, you needed to be so far away, but that was the play. And he walks in and he goes in and he's like, hey, you know, I'm a thug and a criminal to the mom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just looking for somewhere to eat. Cause that's always how you introduce yourself. Right. A criminal. You're like, Hey, <laughs> I'm and a she's like, Oh, guess what? This is so <laughs> weird. My two sons are thugs and criminals. You guys should meet. You'll probably like each other. Mm. And he's like, that sounds great. Why don't you introduce us? So sure enough, they come home later that day and they start drinking and hanging out and they're best of buddies. And, and they're like, Hey, let's do thug criminal stuff together. And he's like, this is a great idea. Let's do that. So somehow he gets to sleep in the bed and they both sleep on the floor. I'm not sure how that works, but they were like, yeah, yeah. You know what? Take the bed. You're a good guy, whatever. He gets up in the night, handcuffs them both without them noticing and I imagine these are like the old school, you know, bars right. through the, you know, <laughs> right, right. Click, you know, yeah, and, you got um, a it shut, right? <laughs> he, he sets them up, gets them both handcuffed. And then the way I was told the story, they wake up handcuffed and are surprised, but he probably just, you know, gave him a boot to the back of the head and was like, Hey, <laughs> Hey, yes. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then, uh, you know, so they jump up and, uh, He's like, you're coming with me, walks him back to the wagon, ties him up. They said, sometimes he'd have 13 people up to even 17 people. I read chained one to the next, you know, behind his wagon and just following them around. So yeah, they he got, he captured over three thousand, three thousand 3000 criminals. And that was the way I read that one the, the you know, cause the numbers, you know, you don't know, it's but somebody crazy, did right? uh, a, a newspaper article about him about five years before he retired from the Marshall service. Mm-hmm. And at that point he said that he had done over 3000 arrests
2: mm-hmm.
1: is where they were at.
2: But you know, that those are impressive numbers, you know? Right. I, right. The I thing was, you know, it, like, This area where there are hardly any, you know, white people, this area was like, uh, it was like, like your hometown. You know what I mean? He knew everybody. He had spent his whole, you know, not his whole life, but a big portion of his life in this area. And he knew everybody. He had a lot of informants. He had, you know, and he would go, go from town to town and he knew people in every town there. You know, he was a well-known person in that area. And so you know when it goes to like disguises and stuff, people don't have pictures. You know they remember you know the black dude with a wild mustache. Uh, that's and about it. That's six about six two, it. Yeah. You know he's got an imp- he's got the Tom Selleck mustache. He's mm-hmm.
1: six two. Actually, I think you know he'd even put Tom Selleck to shame. But he yeah had an it, he, yeah mustache. it was
2: it was better than Tom Selleck. I I definitely say that. It was right up there with uh with the pictures you see of um uh, Doc Holliday and. And those guys, you know, actually, you know, know, that's the thing. I mean, I think these guys in history,
1: they always had the impressive look, you know, Mm -hmm. I think this guy, you see the picture. I feel like if we needed somebody to play him, he's like your Will Smith type, right? Yeah. Is that, is that where we'd go? I mean, Mm -hmm. he's he's an impressive guy. Um, I don't know, but so anyway, so now he did have like, you got any more, uh, stories of the the uh arrests anything like that uh, the-
2: well there was there was a famous story where he was out with the posse okay chasing chasing these guys they're out in this big field right and they started shooting at him and nobody they kept missing him because he was like you know he was like a quarter mile away and so the the sheriff asked the Marshall Reeves because he was so famous with his uh with his sharp go to shooter right right and he said, I'm going to break his neck and from a quarter mile away, shot him right through the, right through the back of his neck with nice. his, uh, rifle. And that's the thing. Now you got to remember, we're not talking about a scoped rifle, right? These are iron sights, you know, iron
1: sights on your old Winchester. So you right. imagine your dad's or maybe your Winchester thirty thirty, mm-hmm. and you know, actually his, I believe I, I wrote it down. He, uh, he had a favorite caliber and you'd actually be impressed to know it was 3840 Colt. But why you'd be impressed is he would use the same rounds for his handgun and his rifle. So using a handgun round in your rifle, a lot of times you have a little bit less powder going on there. So it's not as great for those long shots. You actually have to do some calculation right? because you don't right. have such a big powder load and you have a decent size you know, bullet. So that's impressive. Um, I did hear, you know, now I heard multiple stories and and we're going to get into this in a minute of how he may have had different rounds for his rifle and his pistol. And there were some loading issues, but we're going to get into that. Mm -hmm. But at least later on in his career, he did 3840 Colt and he would do the same rounds for both. And it could be because of this incident. That mm-hmm. he actually switched to the same round for both, so there wouldn't be any confusion. Just saying that might be a thing. Um, we're we're gonna get into it. That that's a tease, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, he uh, the way I heard that story is it was actually uh, a guy Webb that they had arrested. Um, the guy was kind of a dirtbag. the The story was that his neighbor was a preacher. And I believe an African-American and he had, he was burning his field to, you know, to clear the land basically. Mm -hmm. And the fire got a little bit out of hand and burned somehow into this other guy's land. Or actually he was like, this web guy was like a farm manager for the property next door. And some of the land got damaged. So, he went over to retaliate against the preacher. You know, what the hell are you doing? You idiot. You ruined, you know, our stuff. How dare you? You need to be more responsible. I took a little liberty there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and he ends up shooting the guy. So they put out an arrest warrant for this other guy. And you know, Bass Reeves, being the lawman that he is, so I'm gonna go out, handle it, goes, grabs the guy, brings him in, no problem. Puts him in jail. The guy makes bail. Now check this out: seventeen thousand dollars, and this is in I think nineteen oh two, right? And seventeen thousand dollars bail. So that's impressive. Um, A store owner ends up making the bail for him. So he uh, ends up takes off. Sure enough, court date comes. Guy never shows up. Mm -hmm. So you know, like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Bass Gotta Reeves is like, nope, not on my watch. I'm going to go get him. So him and this posse you're describing go. They kick in the store because they're like, you know what? The guy who's got the 17 grand, he's going to know. I'm going to go right. talk to him. That's what we always see on these shows, right? They right. go talk to the guy who paid the bail. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, somebody sees him run out the back. And that's where Bass Reeves steps up. Hang on 500 yards. No problem. I got this. Mm-hmm. Next shot, you know, and hey, that's how you do it sometimes. You know, when you're a badass, that's that's how you play <laughs> the game.
2: Yeah, so so let's uh so eventually Bass Reeves is charged with murder, right? Ooh, how did that happen? That's a little scandalous, right? Little scandalous. So there's like 15 different stories I heard about what now, happened. Now, nobody really knows what actually happened.
1: Right. There is no right. truth because. The truth passed with Bass Reeves, I guess. Um, it's accused of killing his
2: cook, William Leach. Right. Now,
1: so Yeah, go ahead. Tell there us. are
2: rumors that they they had been in an, uh several arguments because uh uh his cooking was so bad that he kept making people sick. And uh there's also rumors that he was Bass Reeves was just cleaning his his his, uh, rifle. his rifle, right? A cartridge was stuck in there
1: that that, that's so so? that's that's what i heard now at at, now one i heard he was cleaning his rifle that was one Mm -hmm. version another version was he uh he had different rounds for his handgun and his rifle this is what i was talking about earlier and he loaded in the wrong round and it was kind of stuck in there and he was trying to get it out and while he was distracted with that it fired and uh shot his cook in the neck now that sounds more like the gun's kind of going to blow up on you and make more problems. Right. Right. does you sound like that would accidentally shoot him in the neck,
2: but yeah. I'm told that you have it open you and before. you've got a hand knife, a, a hand knife, you know, a, a knife with your hand on it in the chamber with the round. I feel like you'd have a pretty fucked up hand if that went off.
1: Or maybe some powder burns on your face, you know, when you're in there, kind of something, right? (laughs) But, you know, your mustache might get a little singed, whatever. Mm -hmm. So the deal was, right, all his prisoners were like, yep, he's a murderer. He did it. Yep, all the prisoners. Right. Now, there, I, again, I heard so many different versions of this. One was a prisoner's wife was with him because the guy had some kind of intestinal distress. Mm -hmm. And his wife came along to help him out as they were traveling home. And she, in one version I heard supported Bass Reeves and was like, Nope, I was outside. You know, I wasn't locked up like the other guys. I saw it and he's totally innocent. Another version I heard was, Yup. I was outside. I saw it. And he totally murdered that guy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whatever. But the thing was, he ended up being in jail for, again, I heard anywhere from three months to a year awaiting trial. Right. And he- With the criminals
2: that he had put in the jail.
1: Right, right. And this was not like a happy jail. This jail was the basement of the courthouse where for a bathroom, they would stick a pot in the unused fireplace. (laughs) So, you know, it, it gets a little hairy down there. Yeah. and they, they said somewhere up to 60 prisoners, you know, stuck in there. So the, it's not a happy time. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, the judge liked them, and the judge was like, you know what? You're a good guy. I believe your story. And I don't really know. Now, there were other rumors that Bass really liked puppies. Right. Did you hear this. Right. I heard this and, story too. So, right. So there was a rumor that. He the cook was tired of the puppy always being a beggar. You've had dogs that are beggars, and Uh it might irritate you. Some people do get irritated with that. And you're like, look, I'm tired of this dog always whining and whatever. So the rumor was that the guy actually poured hot grease from the cooking down the dog's throat because he was begging, waiting for Mm – and Cass was like, we'll have none of that shit, shot him in the neck. Mm-hmm. that that's a rumor right um you know there was also another story that that fits the the puppy friendly guy of uh he found a guy beating a mother dog who just had puppies and he ended up like taking the puppies away from him and bringing them mm-hmm. into town and right. even kept one as his own very possibly the same dog that was in this store yeah so this so,
2: isn't this isn't the tradition where the cops uh it, Cops got their, uh, shooting got dogs, to of shooting and dogs, the right? exact it's, opposite. Yeah. Right. He's the opposite one. He's the opposite. He's so, the one that shot, shot you. If you fuck with dogs, there you go.
1: Exactly. So, you know, again, all that nobody was there, but the bottom line, we know that courts are never wrong and they decided that it was a gun cleaning incident. So obviously that's what happened. Right. And we're going to leave that to history. um, you know history's uh, told by the winners so there you go right. bass comes out on top now mm-hmm. we also had we we mentioned 11 kids now these kids had issue after issue but when you have 11 i feel like you know you're bound to have some issues <laughs> um a yeah. lot of them
2: died very especially young especially if you're if your bass reeves cuz it cuz uh according to everything you know you might have been cool dude but he was also a mean motherfucker. You know, he had like serious PTSD type symptoms. You know, he was mean as shit. So, I mean, sometimes you got a nasty ass dad and you become a nasty ass person. There's rumors. Um, So he did have a daughter
1: die from epilepsy. Mm. Um, he had a son. He lost to uh, pneumonia. Uh, he he had no th- there. There's a famous story that we're going <clears> to <throat> talk about here about his son ended up murdering his wife mm-hmm. but he had another son that actually had a girlfriend and he slit her throat Oof. so can't you, know, you just can't you just people, shake a woman you know you you, you don't have to you throat. know throat. jesus
2: just just yeah, shake them touch.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> I think that's that's actually the exact opposite of what you're supposed right. to do. Well, I'm saying, I mean, if you if you have the trace between the two, you know. All right. They, they, we'll give you that. So then uh what ends up happening is uh I don't know. So anyway, he has a second son or another son, and this one ends up um having a wife who cheats on him. Mm -hmm. and when she cheats on him he's like you know what i'm out of town all the time with my job and i guess i understand how this could have happened and you know what i'm gonna forgive you i don't like it but you know maybe if i just beat you around a little bit we'll call it good right Mm -hmm. and she's like all right you know that sounds right i'm not sure that's exactly the wording but that that's how i imagine it right Mm -hmm. so then they uh he, he quits his job or he quits that job and he gets mm-hmm. another job where he's going to be around in a local boy. Right. And he ends up um, coming home and sure enough, there she is cheating with another guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's it. You know what? I'm going to have to shoot you in the face. And maybe it was the neck. I don't know. <laughs> he shoots her and kills her. And bass is out doing bass Reeves, Marshall stuff. And he comes home and, and everybody's like, Hey, there's a warrant for your son. None of us wanted to serve it. Cause we respect you. And basically we don't want to cross you. Cause that would be bad for us. Mm-hmm. So, but it's gotta be dealt with. And he's like, you know what? I got this. I'll go bring him in. And the son had gone actually in the Indian country. And there was even rumors that he even tried to kill himself. The son mm-hmm. and ended up with a, uh, a, a scalp wound. And, uh, you know, he like tried to shoot himself in the head or something, but it didn't, I, it just it didn't take back, yeah. but he ends up going to prison and you no know, bass brings him in, gets sentenced, gets sentenced to life. Mm-hmm. But they said that he was a uh, model citizen in prison. I don't know how with the herd of guys, you know, maybe prison got better. He actually went to Leavenworth, uh, the son. Right. And he goes to prison and, uh, 11 years later, does get his sentence commuted and ends up becoming a barber. And, uh, you know, everything kind of works out. But that's actually after Bass has uh, passed on. Mm-hmm. Um, so he never gets to see his son freed from prison.
2: And, you know, but Right. Anyway. But, you know, what, uh, one of the rumors that I heard is that his son asked his dad like, yes. what he should do. And his uh, bass was like, I don't know. I think I'd kill the bitch. (laughs) And then later, I heard, I would shoot. I I heard that it was
1: I would shoot the guy, and Mm -hmm. I would beat her. Is Mm -hmm. what they said that? Oh, so he didn't take his dad's advice. No, he completely went the opposite way. Now, (laughs) mind you, both options would have landed him in prison. Uh,
2: Right, but right, but I mean, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, if your wife cheats on you, that's, that's on her. That's not on the dude, you know? Yeah. (laughs)
1: That's that's bad.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it does fall on
1: her, but yeah, I understand. I actually had a customer. Um, when I, I used to do like in home repairs and I I had a customer who ended up, he was a, a doctor, a veterinary doctor. And, and I knew him and I was like, you know, Hey, so how'd you get into being a veterinarian he's like oh i learned in prison and actually that's where bass reeve's son learned in prison to be a barber. a barber right right but uh he's like yeah i learned in prison and i'm like you went to prison and he's like yeah you know i came home one day and my wife was cheating on me and i ended up shooting her but she was like in front of the guy going, oh no, don't shoot him. (laughs) And he shot through her and him killed them both. Oh shit. And yeah, went to prison. Apparently got his veterinary license and uh, (laughs) things were nothing but looking up. Yeah. Things worked worked out. out. It worked out. You know, I knew him till he was like well into his eighties and he Mm -hmm. was pretty happy still running the whole, you know, I take care of horses thing. And all good. And his wife was out spending money. The mm. new one, and I'm guessing the new she one. didn't cheat on it. <laughs> Yeah, no. No. <laughs> I don't think, you know. But, hey, who knows? Um, Yeah, that, that's a little off topic. Sorry. I get distracted. Oh, that stuff happens. I mean, we all we all got to deal with those situations in our own way, you know? No, I think those are my my great stories i have a few other little ones but i think that's the yeah so regardless
2: yes um bass reeves continued to be a deputy marshal for oh for, yes I do what was it more. about right about 50 years 30 right? years
1: 30 years i thought it was 30 cause he started at 30 and i think he was a marshal till about 65 and they ended up Oklahoma became a, ter- a uh, U.S. Right. territory instead of the Indian territory. Yeah. So it was
2: 1907 that yes. Oklahoma became a uh, was it a ter- uh, became a state or became a, I I know, yeah got it statehood, statehood. yeah 1907 Oklahoma became a state. There was no more needs for for marshals, so he uh, he just stayed in uh, Muskogee, Oklahoma, which was you know like the outlaw town that he was hanging around most of the time, right. and became a police officer. And, and, and he did that for two years. Right. Two more years. Yep. Right. Now they said he used to walk around with a cane
1: as a police officer. Mm-hmm. And the cool one that I heard is he actually had a guy follow him around with a bag. They said a handbag, <laughs> yes. <with> a satchel <laughs> full of guns, just in right.
2: case, you know, cause you're right. like,
1: eh, I'm like, he had a, a
2: sidekick that just carried a bag of guns around. <laughs> You
1: never know, right?
2: That's so that's some badass shit.
1: He had a holster, um, a uh, shoulder like underarm holster, right? And he had the handgun on his side, and he had the guy with his, uh, you know, satchel of extra guns because you never know when you have to whip somebody, you know, right? Right. Now, what's you know some of the messed up things about our society that always kind of keep coming back and and haunt America because. We continue to make bad choices, but I have to point out it's not just America. It turns out people have been making bad choices since the beginning of time. It's not just on America, Mm -hmm. but once again, like he could only arrest black people in in Muskogee as once it became a state. This is not as as the marshal. This is just, just for that last two years. So you kind of get like downgraded and, and you know, whatever, but he's also 68 years old. I don't know if, you know, yeah. he was a bit older sickness. Yes. Yeah. and the last couple of months he, of his life, he didn't, um, really work. They said that the sickness was kind of messing with him, but he ended up dying of kidney disease or they call right. it, what is it? Bright's disease or bright's something. disease, bright's which is basically
2: disease. any kind of kidney disease. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: it's like everybody got the, uh, tuberculosis, you know, and whatever Mm -hmm. All back then it was just one of those things, but that's a long life and basically kicked ass the whole way through. Yeah. Um, you know, 70 years and yeah, you have a year of blight with your, you know, that did eat up some of his fortune with the whole cook thing. And Mm -hmm. right. Right.
2: He, he made enough that he was almost able to retire when he was in his, in his forties. But, uh, that, that whole cook thing, he had to pay a lot of lawyers and he had good lawyers, but yeah, they said he hired
1: like the best guy in the area. And right, so but yeah, it ended up costing him. Now, he did remarry, uh, his wife died of cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny, uh,
2: whatever, Jenny, whatever I said, I don't know, something, Jenny, yeah, I forget what the, his wife's names were. He had he had two of them, he had two, a creek girl the second
1: time. Um, mm-hmm. Uh Nelly Jenny was the first one and she ended up dying of cancer and then he remarried the girl had 3 children already um remarried a girl and she was an Indian girl I think she was uh I don't know anyway so that that's pretty much Bass Reeves. but the guy's basically a badass all the way through and
2: mm-hmm. you know yeah, and, lives
1: life kind of on his terms you know I yeah. mean that's the whole thing and that's really what sets you apart is, you know, when you do things your own way and, and you get things done, you know, and, and by your own way, I, I, your own terms. I mean, you don't let fear rule your life. I mm-hmm. don't mean like screw society and I do my own thing. I mean, you do what you think is right and
2: you do right. what you believe. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, yeah, and he awesome. was in, he was in at least 10 shootouts and he didn't lose one of them. Yeah, I
1: I heard so many different versions of how many people he had shot over the years and killed. Um, Basically, 11 to 14 were the reported and who really knows? You know, it's uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what the reality is because I heard so many stories that, you know, that contradict that. Oh, got another one for you. So one night, Bass Reeves is sleeping at the camp. He's got all his prisoners tied up a skunk wanders into the camp and the skunk ends up like climbing into his sleeping bag or, you know, like snuggling up next to him. And sure enough, the prisoners see it and they're like, Oh, we're going to get that skunk to spray him, you know? So they're all hollering and yelling and trying to get the skunk all rattled and, and whatever. And Bass kind of wakes up and hears the commotion, looks at the skunk, gives it a pet, like kind of rubs it on the head and the skunk Mm -hmm. just gets up and walks away (laughs) so you know again not somebody startled easy um they talked about like feats of strength um i I, there was a story of a steer stuck in the mud kind of sunk down he went in and grabbed the horns and kind of wrestled it out and like helped pull it out of the mud which if you've ever gotten your equipment stuck in the mud that can be a bit of a challenge you know you kind of get that whole suction thing going on you know that makes it a little tough so
2: Mm -hmm.
1: he's kind of a badass that's the bottom line um so yeah i mean it was funny because i'd never heard of this guy and then i end up uh you know checking this out and doing this deep dive like we do for a podcast and uh pretty impressive and i gotta say there were a lot more people that had heard of them because there was a decent amount of information out there Mm -hmm. um i know when i searched out davy crockett and we did things like that there was a lot on bass reefs um Mm -hmm. even there was a comic book that came out later um that basically the Bass Reeves frontier marshal. you can still get them. The comic books, they're about 16 bucks, something like that. Um, you know, I'm sure they weren't 16 when they were new heritage who make those cheap, uh, 22 long rifle pistols. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they actually made a Bass Reeves gun and this gun is still, and it's basically got him engraved in the handle. right And, they uh you know it's a 22 long rifle six shooter but you know hey i was like maybe i need to pick one of those up those are pretty readily available at gunbroker.com for like 159 i was seeing them so Mm -hmm. that's something you might want to look into um but basically all around all around he was pretty much a badass you know ended up uh you know living his life like i said on his terms and doing his thing and Sounds like he made the world the way he wanted it to be. He was handed a load of crap in the beginning, you know, being born a slave and into, you know, ridiculousness. And he ended up making something pretty impressive out of himself. And that's awesome.
2: And mm-hmm. like
1: I said, when you live life by your terms and you dominate tons of other men, you're right. Kind of a badass. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. speaking of badass stuff, you may want to uh or badasses. You might want some badass gear. And you can find that at prepping Um you might have thoughts, things you want to hear about, learn about from the podcast. You can email us at prepping at gmail.com. Um if there was any stories we missed or things you want to know about, you maybe put it in the comments. Um Leave us a review if you're listening on you know iTunes or Spotify, any of those great places. We always appreciate it. Help, you know, spread the word. The big thing is, you know, tell people about it. Tell them you enjoyed it. And if you're enjoying the podcast, you know, share it around. Spread the love is what I would say. Otherwise, yeah. I would yeah, you got something? That's We're it. We're good. All right. So with that, stay safe and we will talk to you guys next week. Ooh and <music> you.